Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources on a Monday. It is great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, and we want to round out our discussion today uh, with this idea of how we become forever learners. I think that's the real key to success in any area of life. It's also the key to longevity as well. Keeping active, reinventing yourself over and over again, I think is uh, something that's impressive. Too often we get, we just settle in and then we settle uh, rather than continuing to push and to strive and to learn. Uh, I have a neighbor who took up the cello at age 45. Love that. Uh, people who are, are just beginning uh, we have a long way to go. And uh, so looking back, uh, it was at a Harvard University commencement ceremony. Winston Churchill uh, somewhat prophetically predicted the collapse of the world's most dominant military and political empires and that the world would then enter a new phase of development. The new phase, he said, would be one where creativity, innovation, ingenuity, and personal personal initiative would rule the day. Churchill said, the empires of the future will be the empires of the mind. I first heard that from uh, one of my mentors and uh, colleagues, Dr. Dennis Waitley. He actually wrote an entire book called Empires of the Mind. And uh, Churchill was absolutely right, especially here in America. Uh, we have been on a fast track of revolutionary development, technological breakthroughs, transformational products, personalized services, Uh, We now experience more change and innovation, think about this, more change and innovation in one of our 24-hour days than was created in decades of our grandparents' lives. And so in that kind of fast-forward society, uh, what I like to refer to as the knowledgepreneurs uh, will always be in demand. Uh, You have to be a knowledgepreneur, a forever learner. Uh, Forever learners are almost always the most successful and, by the way, they're the most highly compensated people, regardless of what field they're engaged in. Uh, It's important for us to remember, too, that the uh, the shelf life of a university degree in our rapidly rapidly changing world is shrinking. Uh, Some experts have said that those graduating with a degree uh, get about an 18-month head start in the workplace versus non-graduates, depending on the profession, of course. Uh, and regardless of the measurement uh, or advantage that the key for students exiting college with an eye toward creating their own career is being a forever learner. And sadly, we condition a lot of our students that as soon as they're done with high school or college, they, they put the books on the shelf and they don't go back. The empires of the future will be the empires of the mind. And I think the, the most important takeaways for students, we'll have some uh, good graduation speeches coming up here over the next few weeks, and they'll get a lot of advice. Uh, if I were going to keep it really simple, uh, it always has to be about being a forever learner. The most important things you learn during school, college, uh, or in your high school years is learning how to learn and then learning to love learning. So the discipline, the discipline of knowing how to learn is critical. 
you have to be able to do that. And, uh, and then you have to learn to love learning where you can learn new skills, expand ideas, uh, stretch your knowledge, all of those things. And so we need to make sure we're creating a positive space for forever learning. And organizations have a responsibility to do that as well. Our communities have a responsibility to do that as well. And this is where the truly high-impact teachers and mentors do their most important work, in my view. Uh, They create space for students to love the learning while they're developing the disciplines and the skills to do it well. That's great teaching. Uh, And I wish that we did a better job of compensating those empires of the mind builders, (laughs) those teachers who build empires of the mind, and that we're rewarding that uh, instead of just time on job, white papers, periodicals, and so on. Teachers who can transmit a love of learning to their students, that's where transformation happens. That's where everything changes. Uh, I remember very distinctly sitting in the Library of Congress of all places, uh, maybe appropriately, and I was listening to uh, David McCullough, one of the great writers of our time, uh, historical writer, and he talked about an empire of the mind kind of teacher he experienced at Yale that changed his life uh, and literally impacted millions as a result. Uh, so as McCullough described this, as we were sitting there in the Library of Congress, uh, David McCullough was an English major, major at Yale, but he needed a history credit in order to graduate. He hated history. <laughs> he, did, he was not fond of memorizing and dreaded the class. Uh, he described it this way. He said, walking into the, this large hall, uh, he was grumbling uh, because it wasn't even being taught by a real professor, he said. It was a graduate assistant. Well, that graduate assistant's name was John Hubbard. John Hubbard walked to the front of the room, and he believed that the best way to teach was to show the students what you love. So he informed this class with David McCullough sitting in the back of the room, needing this class to graduate from Yale. He informed the class that they would not, they would not be tested on dates, locations, or events. The class would focus entirely on the stories of those who lived and made history. David McCullough said, it was like a window was blown open for me. He said, in that instance, history was no longer a collection of facts and dates. It became an inexhaustible source of ideas. History was no longer a collection of facts and dates. It became an inexhaustible source of ideas to be explored. That was the foundation for David McCullough's empire of the mind. Uh, It launched a a forever pursuit of learning. And of course, McCullough went on to win two Pulitzer Prize, two National Book Awards, Presidential Medal of Freedom, all of those things. But it was that learning and that love of learning Uh, that really made the difference in his world. And those are the teachers and the mentors that we need to celebrate and compensate because they're the ones who really make a difference. 
but it's this empires of the mind. It's this idea that we have to be forever learning. Uh, my dad was one of those. He was a great empire of the mind builder. Uh, the rule uh, for my dad was if you wanted to learn something, go read five books about it, talk to three people who knew about it, and then go apply it <laughs> and do it yourself. Uh, and that's always stuck with me. If you want to learn something, read five books about it, talk to three people who know about it, and then go do it and apply it for yourself. Uh, there has never been a more important time in history for us to be forever learners uh, in every field from mechanical engineering and mathematics to medicine and family living to vocational trades, education itself. Success and impact will really be dependent to a large degree on recognizing that Winston Churchill was right. The empires of the future will be the empires of the mind. Go build yours today. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. Jeff Kaplan's up next. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.